हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 20 स्ट्रक्चरल रिफॉर्म रिसोर्सेज फाइनेंसेस पावर्स एंड फंक्शंस एंड वी आर डिस्कसिंग बोरोइंग एंड लोन्स म्युनिसिपल बॉडीज कैन बोरो फ्रॉम द स्टेट गवर्नमेंट एंड अदर एजेंसीज व्हेन दे कैन नॉट अफोर्ड टू मीट देयर एक्सपेंडिचर्स विद देयर एग्जिस्टिंग रेवेन्यूज the borrowing power of local government is regulated under local authority loan act 1914 this act provides that the municipal corporation can borrow for development activities and for payment of debt charges local bodies are permitted to borrow for the following activities construction of municipal works provision of relief and establishment or maintenance of relief work in times of scarcity or famine prevention of outbreak of any dangerous epidemic disease acquisition of land repayment of outstanding loans though marker borrowings are not a traditional source of municipal finance a beginning needs to be made in specific sectors such as water supply where debt funds can be used to supplement resources from grants in aid and own resources now let us discuss the state finance commission with the increasing pace of urbanization municipal bodies are finding it difficult to deliver the required level of services moreover with the constitutional amendment act 1992 and the addition of 18 functions in the 12th schedule the functional responsibility of municipalities have extended into development planning which extends the scope of local functions much beyond the provision of civic amenities local bodies are expected to play a crucial role in the preparation of plans for local development and in the implementation of the development projects in view of this proper assessment of the resources of municipal bodies is required Thus, the 74th Constitutional Amendment Act under the Article 243I proposes the setting up of State Finance Commission. The Governor of the State constitutes a State Finance Commission within one year from the commencement of the Constitutional Amendment Act. Its term is for five years. The recommendations of the State Finance Commission will be in the following aspects distribution between the state government and municipalities of the net proceeds of the taxes duties tolls and fees levyable by the state allocation of a share of such proceeds between the municipalities at all levels in a state determination of taxes duties tolls and fees to be assigned or appropriated by the municipalities grants in aid to municipalities from the consolidated fund of the state 
measures needed to improve the financial position of municipalities under the new amendment it is at the discretion of the governor to refer any matter to the finance commission this commission charts out its own procedure within the framework of powers given to it by state law another important aspect is that the governor has to present to the state legislature every recommendation made by the finance commission along with the explanatory notes on the actions taken the setting up of the finance commission as proposed by the constitutional amendment act will thus help the urban local bodies to deliver the increased level of services which are required in the context of increasing urbanization these additional responsibilities allotted to them under the 12th schedule also make it imperative to make regular assessment of financial resources of the local bodies regular assessment of the financial resources would help in the proper channelization of resources as well as the devolution of resources from the state to local government and give the local bodies a firm footing the challenge before the state finance commissions would be to strike the balance between the ruler and urban concerns and there might be natural tendency to tilt towards ruler concerns the other considerations would be achieving the right mix between own resources and transfer from the state besides membership of the state finance commission would be crucial its efficacy would depend on the expertise of the members placed therein quick pursual of acts in various states suggest that now let us discuss issues in budgeting while increasing in user charges is being widely recommended the converse argument is equally potent increased user charges would further pressurize the have nots in city who would be asked to pay more however as the same is an essential requirement for making local bodies viable units of self government ways would have to be found to identify the losers in the policy design and compensate adequately for better net social welfare also budget process would have to invite more people's participation to know what the requirements are and whether they are being met in the present dispensation for example local governments would have to grapple with poverty in the first instance since they operate at the cutting edge between the citizen and the administration needs of vulnerable groups like migrant workers aids affected peoples street beggars homeless child laborers would have to be dealt with at the local level according to minar pampal of yuva and sita shekar of public affairs center bangalore 
different local governments have different demographic profile and occupational pattern nature of poverty unemployment etc hence uniform prescription may not be advisable broad differences were seen in the growth and composition of revenue and expenditure between the municipalities while bangalore had only grown 1% in income mumbai had increased by 7% while chennai 36% spent on education drafted the 8% allocated in pune operating expenses varies from 6 to 14% of the budget and per capita expenditure was more than triple in mumbai that of chennai in the composition of allocation within the sectors salaries only made up 5% of education sector in ahmedabad and an incredible 97% in bangalore it is here that civil society activism is pertinent by way of research studies or policy analysis hence intense academic analysis pertaining to each local government unit or rational resource allocation in in the budget would be required the call is for inclusive budgetary process with requisite involvement of subject matter specialist in civil society now let us move to the next point agenda for the future the present ca in india is a step for towards bringing about changes in the existing framework of urban local bodies and is in conformity with the worldwide trend towards the pluralism and inclusiveness of the political process it is expected to be a harbinger of the change by making the urban local bodies efficient and a democratic form of government in the true sense the reforms required by urban local bodies are multifaceted covering political social and administrative financial and technological aspects the act provides a constitutional form of structure and mandate for municipal bodies to enable them to function as effective democratic institutions of local self government however it is worth mentioning that the constitutional status alone is not sufficient to make the municipal bodies vibrant and effective institutions of democracy there has to be genuine transfer of responsibilities from the state to the local bodies accompanied by requisite devolution of powers and authority with respect to decision making especially in financial resources as articulated in the 10th plan the desired role of local bodies would be to be responsive and accountable to the community to develop cities with standards of service comparable to the best in that particular category to constantly improve their capabilities so as to equip themselves to undertake their task in resource raising service provision and poverty alleviation 
substantial progress has already been achieved through projects such as mega city project for five selected cities the integrated development of small and medium towns and the accelerated urban water supply program has also functioned with fair success there is a need for transparency through right to information regarding municipal matters since the bodies are closer to taxpayers money people's participation could be secured by involving bodies like resident association more closely in urban planning the chief arena where private sector scores over government is accountability mechanism which is allegedly woefully inadequate in public administration particularly in india and quite efficient in private enterprises that is an area of procedural reform that needs to be attended to the urban local bodies have been guilty of spillage and wastage in tax collection for populist reason they have been unwilling to levy taxes and user fees fundamental requirements would be gradual transition from centralized planning to development planning from below which would be possible only through the general devolution of powers and functions to local bodies and generation of resource capability in local bodies now let us conclude the unit hence with radical changes are called for for infusing efficiency in local governance though the recent amendments are a step forward structural reforms towards a truly federated arrangement are still needed the present arrangement still suggests colonial hangover citizen participation has to be ensured in keeping with the spirit of fundamental duties and enshrined in the constitution the same would need to be institutionalized effective devolution of powers and function needs to be affected especially with regard to the finances urban local bodies should henceforth be looked upon as planning units rather than instrumentalities of state governments for carrying out relatively unimportant tasks now let us wind up the session and we have come to the end of the unit thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcast